What's up, everybody? Welcome to Inside the H Podcast. We are Houston everything all the time. I'm your co-host, Ike Cuellar. You can find me on Twitter at Ike Cuellar, right here with my boy, Kush. How you doing today, Kush? How's it going, Ike? Uh, it's your boy, Kush. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at, at Christopher Paul. Uh, Inside the H coming at you. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, Ike. So I'm going to hand it over to you, and let's get this thing started, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Let's dive right into it. Um, the Houston Rockets hired Ime Udoka as their head coach. And I have to say, from the basketball perspective, this hire is probably one of the best ones they've made, you know, in franchise history, uh, just in terms of, of you know our situation right now with our young team and that we're rebuilding um very excited to have him as a head coach uh i think his contract was for four years so he'll be here you know developing these young guys that we have and uh, you know adding some more pieces to it um i think that right from the jump this guy is is a head coach that demands respect, uh, also holds uh, the players accountable, um, you know, in, at all levels, whether it's, you know, on the court and also, uh, you know, off the court. Um, but in terms of just moving forward, because once the NBA – and the Houston Rockets did their due diligence, you know, with the investigation and everything that happened, you know, then, you know, we have we have the green light to hire him. So I don't want to, you know, dismiss what he did because that still, you know, affected a lot of people and it was a bad decision on his part. But we're here to talk sports, right? Like what happened in the past, that's what he did. That was his business and the NBA cleared him. So... From this point forward, it's just strictly basketball. I want to get your thoughts on the higher Kush, and uh, what do you think uh, he can bring to this team? Uh, I think I think it was a good hire. Like, you know, before the season ended, uh, I think we talked about this. We talked about like our the coaches on our on our radar. For me, it was Nick Nurse number one, Ime Udoka number two. Um, I, I like Ime Adoka a lot, <clears throat> and I, I feel like people don't bring this up enough. He When he was a player, he played under Greg Popovich, so he that's like an all-time great coach. He's learned so many great things from uh, Greg Popovich that he can bring into his coaching career, obviously, which he did with the Boston Celtics, you know, got them to the finals, um, almost beat the Warriors last year, uh, so, and I want to say that, you know, obviously that team had a lot of talent, which had a lot to do with that. But I think I think he's proven himself as a coach in this league. Great hire, in my opinion. I think if you ask me to give a grade, I would give him an A. Um, and not not just that it's the guy that they got that I say to give them an A, but the timing of it. Because if you really look at it, you know, a lot a lot of fans were criticizing the timing of it. Some people were saying, they were too quick, you know, to hire him like right on the spot. But 
today it came out that my, uh, Mike Budenholzer, the coach of the Bucks, got fired. So if they would have waited, then maybe the Bucks would have, you know, got in that race and got him. So to me, at the end of the day, it worked out. We got Ime Adoka. He's, he's our next head coach. Um, I think he's going to do a good job of building this roster and coaching this team. Yeah, man, I agree. It was um, it was a perfect job by the Houston Rockets to move fast the way they did because they knew this was their guy all along. Even though you know there were you know rumblings about Nick Nurse and then um, other coaches like Kenny Atkinson that were you know up there in the radar and that tier of coaches, but you know credit to the Rockets. They made this happen really fast. They knew um, who they wanted, and they acted because, like you said, if we would have waited, you know, he probably could have went somewhere else. And this is the guy that's going to hold these players accountable and kind of just change the culture and the team, right? Because we need a new voice, you know, in that locker room to get these guys to buy in whatever um, he's going to be preaching and which is defense and unselfish basketball on offense, you know, like the Spurs did, you know, back in those years when they had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker, uh, there were a super unselfish team where the ball was always moving. Uh, they got the best shot possible and they didn't care who was eating as long as, you know, everybody was on the same page and playing as a team, as a unit together. And I think that's what we what we want as Rocket fans is for the guys to buy in and play together. And I think, you know, the sky is the limit because we have so much talent already on the roster. So I'm excited to see, you know, how this impacts – uh, Jalen Green, you know, going into his third year. Um, also interested to see how this impacts uh, Alperich Chingun because I think he's going to use him very differently than what Silas did, uh, especially on defense, man, because I think a lot of times he was kind of at the mercy of, you know, everybody else that were like the – everybody else that we were playing against because the way he had uh, Alper Chingun on pick and roll defense and that drop coverage, um, you know, it just – we were always at the mercy of the offense, man, and we were already in a bad spot there. So very interested to see what happens there because, uh, you know, Chingun, uh, they, you know, they said that he's not – as good on defense, but, you know, I think he can work, you know, um, he can work his magic and we can definitely use uh, Alfred Shingun um, to, you know, different ways to his strengths. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, just excited, you know, to have a new voice in the locker room and most of, you know, the city is man, because, we're just dying, like we're in dying need of a guy that can, you know, demand that respect and just show the players that this is a team game and it's not, you know, 
I know the offense that we ran with Silas was a lot of read and react, where a lot of the times you saw like a lot of dribble handoffs and what I saw a lot was a lot of ISO. And, you know, that's something that you don't want right now with these young players because you put them in position to get bad habits, right? And you don't want that uh, right now while they're developing and at this young age, man, they're, they're really still kids. You know, when you think about it, all 20-year-olds, you know, on the team. But, yeah, man, looking forward to, like, new beginnings with the coach and we'll see who he gets as his assistants and uh, we'll see what happens, man. But um, we got the draft lottery uh, coming up soon here in less than two weeks. Uh, we got a special announcement. We're going to wait for uh, the end of this episode to announce it. So make sure you guys uh, listen to our whole uh, episode here. But moving on to the Houston Texans, Kush, they had the draft not too long ago. And I'm, I have to say this has been the best draft in franchise history just in terms of everybody that we got, the positions that we filled, everything that we needed, we pretty much got. Um, I'll let you go first and uh, just, you know, elaborate on, you know, some of these players that we got. And what do you think, like, what do you think our record's going to be next year with, with these additions? So first I'm going to start off with um, – <clears throat> the first round of the draft, right? And I kind of want to walk walk you guys through my experience as a fan watching it on TV. Because, so let me first say that on that Thursday, I was at work till like 7, right? Draft started at like, what, 7, 7.05? So I'm speeding down to go home, right, to go turn on the draft. I turn on the draft and Bryce Young just got picked. I was like, okay. I mean, I kind of, ex- you know, I kind of expected, you know, that they would pick Bryce Young. And then Texans are at number two. The Texans have options they can go here, right? Either they can go Will Anderson at number two, you know, and then forgo the quarterback position. They go C.J. Stroud, which, I mean, you and I both kind of expected that. So I was like, okay, we got our quarterback. And then a few minutes later, Adam Schefter's on, you know, on TV talking about, the Texans are trading up to number three. And I was like, wait, 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 holy shit, what's happening here? And Adam Schefter says, guys, the Texans are trading up to number three. And immediately I was like, we got to get Will Anderson here. We've got to get a combo of CJ Stroud and Will Anderson in the first round. And that's exactly what happened. I, I was so, so hyped as a Texans fan that we got both CJ Stroud and Will Anderson Two of the top five prospects in this draft are drafted by our Texans, man. And to me as a fan, that it was it was kind of like, you know, people have had the debate that, you know, is this the best text the best draft the Texans have had in their history? I wouldn't exactly say say it's the best one, but I would say as a fan, those two picks alone kind of gave me hope as a fan again. Because that they kind of showed me that, you know, okay, we're they're gonna do whatever it takes to improve this team, you know, even if they have to give up a few picks in the future, which is what they did. They got both C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, uh, addressed two of the biggest needs on this team, and just 
the first round, like after after we got Will Anderson, I was like, you know what? I already gave this draft an A plus for the Texans because that like I didn't expect that. Uh, I like I want to know your thoughts on like I want to know your reaction as a Texans fan whenever. First of all, when we got C.J. Stroud, and second of all, when we, when we traded up to get uh, Will Anderson. Yeah, man. Like you said, um, we talked about it before on this podcast. Um, I don't want to give myself too much credit here, but you know, I I called the C.J. Stroud pick from a long time ago on this podcast. You did, and yeah, then, you, did. you know, and, what, if you uh, don't want to give yourself credit, I'll give you all the credit, bro. Yeah, because. And it wasn't too long after that that Mel Kuyper came out with his first mock draft that had C.J. Stroud going to the Texans. And that's not, you know, like a bold take or estimated guess because you knew that you were going to have one of those two quarterbacks, right, with the two picks. But I was – I picked him. I liked C.J. Stroud at the time because of his body of work. Right, like who he was. He's a big quarterback that can make all the throws. He can use his legs to pick up the first down when the when the play breaks down. And that's this is the type of quarterback that you want. I love Bryce Young. He's very talented, but his size really concerned me. I know a lot of people will say, you know, uh, look at Kyle uh, Murray and some of those other short guys. They could steal ball and do their thing. To me, that's just not my cup of tea. So CJ Shroud, I was super excited when we drafted him. When I saw that we traded to get the number three pick, I lost my shit. Cause like I'm I I drank a lot of adult beverages that day when I saw that. And um I was really happy. A lot of people were uh, complaining about we gave up too much, you know, um for that third number. Overall pick, but when you're trying to turn around a franchise, you know, organization, you have to be aggressive like that. And to me, this has the Miko Ryan's name all over it. You know, I know Nick Casario was uh, involved in all of this too, and it was most of his picks. He had a lot to say in, in these picks, but like I said before, I trust the Miko Ryan's and his name was all over that and he knows exactly how to turn it around what players to add on defense especially when we had the um the free agent signings that we pretty much like solidify our defense because uh we were just total ass last year stopping the run so now our front seven's looking solid and to be aggressive like that early in the draft I love every single part about it, man, because now we're back in the mix. And I will say right now, what's today? Cinco de Mayo, May the 5th, 2023. I'll say right now that the Houston Texans will win their division next year and make the playoffs. I know that's bold, but my like our division doesn't scare me. Like you have Indy. You have um, Tennessee and you have Jacksonville. None of those quarterbacks scare me. I know Trevor Lawrence is good. You know, they made it to the playoffs. They have a solid team with a solid coach, but they don't scare me one bit. I think we can win a division if we just stay healthy and take care of the division games. 
because I cannot wait to beat Tennessee's ass. Like, I hate Tennessee so much just because they wear the Oilers colors, bro. Like, that got me so mad when I saw a bro up there wearing the Oilers jacket and gear up there. And then, um, you know, he, he started talking shit about, like, throwing shade at the Texans. Um, I don't, I forgot what he said, but I just, like, like that, that right there made me think of whenever we play them this year, we need to kick their ass, like, both times by, like, a large margin just to send a message. Um, what do you think – I wasn't going to ask you this, because what do you think um, our record's going to be? I know I asked you that already, but, like, how many wins do you think – uh, we can get next year if everyone is healthy and everything goes according to plan. So, uh, so it, I think it all, to me it all depends on CJ Stroud's development, right? Like how, like if you remember Deshaun Watson after the first, after the first few games when we drafted him, he started you know stacking up performance after performance after performance. If CJ Stroud can do that, and if we can, you know. If we can take one game out of two from the Jackson from from Jacksonville, Tennessee is always a winnable uh, winnable games. The Colts, to me, they have Anthony Richardson now, but to me, he's still a project. I don't know if he's going to be the day one starter. So you you have a chance there. So it it all depends on you know C.J. Stroud how the offense looks and you know the defense. I think is like you're going to see a improvement in the defense. This defense has a lot of young, young talent on it. A great coach in D'Amico Ryan's that can coach those guys up. So if they can, if the defense can be a defense that can force takeaways, uh, that is going to be huge, especially against these young quarterbacks in this division. So if that, if all that happens, I, I'm not ready to say that they're going to win the division, but I think they'll be very competitive in the division. And in this division, you don't know what's going to happen because there's not one team that's like head and shoulders above the rest dominant that's going to, you know, just dominate this division. So Facts. I think they can make, they can win the division and make the playoffs. But again, it all depends. Like there's so many factors that go into it. Um, but if you ask me if I'm more confident in that this year than last year, then the, the obvious answer is yes, right? Because uh, of all the young, of, of all the young talent that we have gotten in the draft and free agency and all that stuff, so and as far as win win loss, I saw something earlier this week that someone projected the Texans at five and a half wins. To me, that's I don't know about that, man. I think I think that's this. I think that's disrespect, man. Because I see this team, I can see this team winning six to eight games this year. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on that. Um, those are some some haters, man. I ain't gonna lie, like you know, that's gotta be. There's you know some people that are giving us like a bad grade for our draft, and that's just pure hating, bro. Because we literally got uh, potentially the second best quarterback in the draft, if not the first, and we got the best defensive player in the draft. So like, not getting like the good grade, I could care less about that, but that's just hating, you know? But I'm definitely taking the over on that. I'll say eight games. I know in, uh, in my other podcast, I said I think six or seven, but 
I'm feeling bold today, man. So I'll say eight games. Um, but I agree with what you're saying, man, because in terms like of the development, right? Like of what CJ Stroud is going to go through this year and the defenses that he's going to be seeing, it's going to be different for him, right? Obviously, because he's a rookie, the NFL and college is, are two different things. Like, and, you know, these defensive linemen are just as fast as anybody else on the field, you know, except like your playmakers, like wide receivers or like running backs. But if we run the, the Shanahan, the Shanahan offense, which is like the West Coast offense, it's a lot of it's quarterback friendly and you do a lot of zone runs here and there. So it really takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback, especially if you have a good running game. Thank God we have Damian Pierce still that's going to be, you know, eating up those yards. And we also added uh, Devin Singletary, which is going to help tremendously in the pass game, you know, with the screen game or short passes. But I think if we run that offense, I think it takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback just to make him feel comfortable back there and get him a little bit of time to kind of scan the field and make his reach, right? Because you don't want to put uh, your rookie back there and right away, you know, he's under pressure because you're putting him in a bad spot. Like you're not putting them in a position to succeed. Um, but with that offense, I think we should be fine because we beefed up our offensive line. We still got um, uh, Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, you know, on our O-line. So, you know, I feel uh, confident about the Texans, man, going in. Uh, we'll see what, how the defense plays out. But I'm, I'm low-key more excited about the defense than anything because I do think that we're going to be scoring on defense, bro. Like, we're, we're going to be getting takeaways, pick sixes. And, you know, when you can, po when you can put points on the board – uh, that's going to be the quarterback's best friend, right? Because now you just want to run that clock. You just want to eat that time up and that time of possession and limit the turnovers is the key, right? Taking care of the football. So, yeah, man, um, I'm very excited uh, for the Houston Texans, to say the least. Uh, looking forward to next year and uh, just just to see how we uh, – how we take care of our division, man, how we play those division games, because those are the ones, you know, that really matter when it's all said and done. But I am really uh, also like the pick of the wide receiver that we got, um, Tank Dale, Kush. Shout out, shout out Houston Cougars, Tank Dale. Bro, with that pick, when I saw that, um, it just – it really got me thinking – of like a wide a speedy wide receiver that can take the top off the defense and can create plays. We'll see if they use them in the punt return or kickoff return. A lot of times you want to avoid that because that's when injuries happen a lot. But when you have a playmaker like that, man, you got to put them out there because this guy is just a playmaker on the field and he is going to be – a monster, you know, um, making plays. Um, and, and it came out later that C.J. Stroud was 
the one that came out and said, I, can you please draft this guy for me to, to be on the squad? And, you know, he don't have to go anywhere. He went to University of Houston. It's just a perfect fit, man. Like, this guy's already a hometown favorite, and I'm looking forward to to see what he can do on the field. Coach, how do you feel about him? Yeah, I loved I loved the pick. Uh, I love that pick in the third round. Um, this team need you know, in the first round I was kind of like, well, you know, we we got Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, but they still need to get a receiver. So I was kind of waiting. I thought you know. I thought maybe some of these guys dropped. I thought maybe they would try to trade up, you know, in back into the first round, but obviously they they really didn't have the, you know, ammo to do that because they they already traded up for Will Anderson. So and I think they they traded up for Tank Dell, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. Um, so, and they, they yeah. traded up for Tank down the third round. And so, you know, that's a guy during like the draft process where I was like, well, man, if they can get this guy, like this guy's, he's automatic speed on the field. You can move him around, put him in the slot, create mismatches with the linebackers. So I think I'm very intrigued to see what he looks like in this offense. Um, but at the same time, like, we don't know what the offense is going to look like. And we won't know probably until the preseason because there's so many new guys on here, new new offensive coordinator, all that stuff. So, you know, I'm just excited to see what it looks like on the field, to be honest with you. And uh, and you mentioned the offensive line. They picked up Juice Scruggs from Penn State uh, Center. That was a big need that they, they, that they filled. And so, yes, sir. you know, I think overall in the draft, they – did a really good job of addressing all of their needs. Um, and so, you know, I just like you, I'm super excited to see what it looks like, man. I can't, you know, I, I'm rarely the fan that'll say I'm excited to get to the preseason, but I think this year, like, I think we're all excited to see what they look like even in the preseason, man. So just excited for Texas football. It feels so good, Kush, because we've been asked for like, two or three years, and there have been terrible seasons, man, with terrible coaches, you know, um, Lovey Smith, and then uh, who was the coach before him? David Cully. You know, those were seasons that you just want to forget about. But to get these picks, you had to suck, right? You had to tank. So, you know, we endured it, and, like, um, we're here now and cannot wait for some Houston Texan football, man. Um, I, I really think that Tank Dale, he's kind of like um, he reminds me of like a Deshaun Jackson type of player where he, he played a lot of wide receiver, but his his thing, his specialty was really special teams, right? Punt return and kickoff return and take it back to the house or at least get put the offense back, you know, um, in a good spot. Like, you know, give him a, half the field to work with. And that would be just awesome for C.J. Stroud, man, and our offense because over the last two years, um, off, our offense looked like shit with Mills. And, uh, you know, credit some of that was, you know, the personnel and everything that we had on the team. I don't think it was just all Mills. But to have this team now, uh, these players, 
you know, uh, moving forward, it's going to be um, it's going to be really exciting, and it's going to create a lot of problems for whoever we're facing, because the, the playmakers are the ones that really break, you know, uh, the game open, really make those big plays, and um, especially when you have a wide receiver like that with that kind of speed, I think it's going to open up the offense for everyone. And, you know, we have a tight end, we have a running back, um, and we have some other wide receivers that are serviceable. So, you know, really uh, can't wait for that. But, yeah, man, I'm just excited to to see what it trans- – to how it translates to the field, you know, D'Amico Ryans and his system and what is uh, his plans for next season. But with that, let's move to the Houston Astros. And I'm going to hand it over to you, Kush, because uh, right now we haven't been winning that many games, man. You know, the runs have been tough to come by. Um, but, you know, it's still early in the season. Uh, nothing to panic over. I, I know Michael Brantley is doing really good in Sugarland right now. Hopefully we get him soon. But uh, what are your thoughts on the Astros right now? Yeah, the Astros are kind of up and down right now. You know, this earlier this week, we suffered some injuries with uh, Jose Urquidy and uh, Luis Garcia. They're both on the uh, IL. So there's uncertainty there. Um, it came out earlier that France will be called up. He's going to start tomorrow against the Mariners in Seattle. So, you know, excited for that. But, you know, it just feels like, a lot of teams so far this year are, are going through injuries right now. You know, the Yankees are in the same spot as us. They're struggling with injuries. They're kind of, they're last in their division. They're kind of up and down. We're not last in our division, but we're kind of up and down. You know, we haven't had that many series wins this year. Um, Jose Abreu, you know, the newest addition at first base, he doesn't have a home run yet. So our fans are kind of freaking out a little bit about that. And so it's, you know, we, we haven't been playing our best, but the one thing that, you know, we know about the Astros is that they're, you know, during the summer, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get healthy. Um, Altuve started doing baseball activities again the other day. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, hopefully um, he, he gets into his rehab stint here in a little bit. Michael Brantley's coming back. Um, so, you know, uh, we just – we're just kind of up and down right now. And, you know, we've, we, you know, in years past, we really haven't had to deal with injuries like we have so far this year. And so that's, that's kind of a big part of it. And to me, we've kind of, we've kind of gotten lucky the past few years because we've been able to avoid that injury bug, but now it's, it's starting to bite us. You know, we got, got a couple pitches out. Uh, we might have to rely on our bullpen a whole lot because we have, um, France coming up, like I said, starting tomorrow. Uh, Forrest Whitley, maybe we'll see. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see what this team is made of in the next, you know, couple weeks, man. So, and when are we supposed to get um, Altuve back? Do you know? Like, uh, is there a timeline for when so he comes I back? I don't think they said when he's supposed to come back, but I know that I know they said he started like doing quote unquote baseball activities the other day so he's you know on that path they'll probably okay. do he'll probably do like a stint in in sugarland for a little bit and then they'll probably call up when he's ready 
And so, you know, I don't envision that happening for, you know, a couple more weeks probably. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I think this, this Astros team is still good. You know, the Texas Rangers, they lead the division right now, but, you know, I, I don't trust the Texas Rangers so this this year at least maybe in the next couple of years they'll be really really good like we were but I think we can still if it's one of these things where if we go on a little win streak I I think we can take control of this division so just you know we know we know what type of team the Astros are we know that they have heart and we know that they have the experience so I don't for the fans, I don't think it's time to panic yet. I know a lot of fans are, you know, it's as a baseball fan, it's in your blood to panic, but I think we'll be all right, Ike. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, man. I mean, there's so many games in baseball. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's just what we do, right? It's just what Astros Twitter does uh, on a daily basis. If it's not complaining about one thing, it's the other, it's the – the lineup that came out, why is this guy here and there? You know what I'm saying? It's just what we do. We love to complain. And I'm not, not like, I complain too all the time. So about That's the smallest details. This is a part of being an Astros too. fan, man. Just, this is the part yeah, of Yeah, man. So. Yeah. When you, when, when you get spoiled the way that they have spoiled us, uh, the fans, you know, we just, we just complain a lot. But it, it's all good, man. Um, it's still very early, like I said, so – We'll get it together here, uh, hopefully yeah, soon. They've they've got a they've got a big series this weekend at Seattle, so um, you know we'll see. Hopefully, we can sweep them because we know you know how we hate the the Mariners. Um, fuck the Mariners. Got, I got to say that. Oh yeah, Sorry. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to I want to I want to give one of my one of one of my boys a shout out. He's in Seattle this weekend. Uh, we all know him, Junior. Uh, hope you. Hope you give him hell at the at the game, man. Boo those motherfuckers hard. Yes, sir. Just 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 do it a little quietly because those Seattle fans are crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we we know Junior Junior's gonna take care of business, bro. He's gonna do his yeah, thing. You know he's gonna take care of business. <laughs> All right, guys. Like we said, like I said earlier in the episode, we have a big announcement for you guys. Um, Houston Rockets draft lottery is on Tuesday, May 16th. Uh, shout out to the Summit Boys, Kenny and Justin. We're going to be doing a live event with them at Memorial Trail Ice House. Um, we're going to need you guys to come out. It's Tuesday, May 16th, 630. Ike, I'm going to hand it off to you to give out the details, man. Yeah, man. First of all, I just want to thank Justin and Kenny, man, for doing this. These guys are just awesome people, man. Very nice. Uh, very nice uh, people. Great friends. And just want to give a shout out to them and their podcast. Make sure everybody's following them. Um, their podcast is the, the Summit State of Mind, Houston Rockets podcast. Um, super, like, super good podcast to follow, man. So just shout out to them. But for the draft lottery that night, they're going to have a lot of specials um, for everybody to enjoy and take advantage of, man. The drink specials include $3 Lone Star uh, beers, uh, dollar Jello shots, five dollar uh, Pendleton whiskey, uh, four dollar rocket shots, uh, cherry bombs. I think those are specifically made for the draft lottery, which is pretty awesome, man. I, 
a, a rocket shot. That, that's like, I'll, I'll be, I'll definitely have a couple of those for sure that day. Because my anxiety is going to be another level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and then they also got $20 domestic uh, buckets, you know, for anybody that likes to drink the light stuff. We, we won't judge you. Hey, there's no judgment here. If you like Michelob or Miller Lite, like I do, you know what I'm saying? I'm a lightweight. I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, that That's what we have for you guys. And then the highlight that they have is, is for $19.99, a 12-ounce hand-cut ribeye, buttery garlic mashed potatoes, and green beans. Um, right now is lunchtime. So with me saying this, I'm hungry as shit after saying that. Like, that, that's what I want to eat right now. That shit sounds so good. For $19.99, it's a 12-ounce hand-cut ribeye uh, with uh, buttery garlic, mashed potatoes, and green beans. They also have trivia that starts at 7. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of things going on. If you've never been there, the patio area is super nice. Um, it, it's pretty big. They have TDs everywhere. The last time we were there, they had food trucks out there also. So it's just going to be a great atmosphere. Make sure you guys join us as we pray for Victor and watch this uh, draft lottery. There's going to be, you know, uh, high anxiety all over the place because we're either going to be really happy or really sad. But either way, we're getting our drink on. You know what I'm saying, Kush? Yeah, because uh, that's it's going to be a party atmosphere out there. It's a lot of excitement going on. Um, once again, I want to shout out Apollo. Shout out Summit State of Mind podcast. You know, we're me and Ike are so excited to be to be hosting this thing with you guys, and it's gonna it's gonna be a great great time. Um, if you're an Astros or a Texans fan as well as a Rockets fan, man, don't don't be afraid to show up and show out, man. It's gonna be a party, and we we just we're just looking. S- forward to having you guys there with us and like you know this is my team bro like this is the team that i love over the other two not to say you know that i don't like the other two because i love is and this podcast as i said before this is houston everything right we say it again we'll say it many more times it's houston everything but the rockets for me are just my favorite team, bro, is, you know, that's what it is. And for this, this is a very important day for the organization because we're going to see where we pick at, where we land at. And hopefully, you know, praying for Victor, I'll say it again. We got to keep praying for Victor, man, because that's the guy that can change the organization right away. And to hang out with other Rocket fans there, they're going to show up. And and watch this, man. It's going to be really special. And let me also add this to it. Everybody loves uh, anything that's free, right? They're also going to have um, free beer from uh, Salon Door so to try. So that's just for everybody, you know, to, to – that way you guys are aware of that, that there will be free beer from Salon, uh, Salon Door uh, to try for everybody, man. So just make sure you guys show out and, uh, you know, uh, we're going to pack it out out there and, and just um, as a fan base, 
watch this go down together, man, because uh, it's going to be a big day for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, man, as, as a fan base, the Houston Rockets, huge day, like you said. Uh, it's May 16th, starting at 6.30 p.m. It's a Tuesday. We're, the goal is to have this thing go up on a Tuesday, you know. Hopefully we'll have something to celebrate by the end of the night. If not, we'll all be drunk anyway, so we'll have a good time either way, man. So uh, can't wait to see you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you guys show up, you know, um, show up, show out for our Houston Rockets, man. Yes, sir. And we just want to, like I said, we want to thank the the Summit brothers again, man, Justin Kenny. Thank you all for, for doing this, man. We really appreciate you all. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to end it right here, Kush. Uh, make sure that you guys are subscribed to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Ike Cuellar. I'm on Twitter, at Ike Cuellar. Uh, let them know where they can find you at, Kush. You guys know me. It's me, Kush. Uh, Twitter is at, at Christopher Paul. You guys can find us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, so <clears throat> we look forward to you guys, to seeing you guys on Tuesday, the May, May 16th. Uh, until then, you guys can tune in every week, listen to our podcast. Uh, with, with that being said, I'm going to hand it off to, to you, Ike. Yeah, man, make sure you guys get there early, too. It's going to start at 6.30, but make sure you guys show up early because you're going to have all those drink specials, steak night, trivia. You know, they might have some food trucks out there. So it's going to be a whole vibe out there, man. Make sure y'all show out. Um, but thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. Until next time, Inside the H. Inside the H.